0: Funding for Elwood City Limits is provided by John Dulong, Josias Melendez, Leanne S., Christopher Eiffel, and Ian Collis. Listeners like you. If you'd like to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash elwoodcitylimits. Funding for Elwood City Limits is brought to you by Facebook. Facebook.com slash Elwood City Limits. Twitter. At ECL Podcast.
1: Tumblr. Elwood City Email. Elwood City Limits at Gmail.com. And by contributions from listeners like you. Literally at Elwood City dot Thank you. Cha ching, cha ching, baby.
0: Hello there, Elwood City Limits listeners. I bet this is something you might not have expected to see this week, but it is a—I uh, mean, it's a very special week indeed. So I wanted to make it special for every single one of us. This is Will Young, one half of Elwood City Limits, the uh, Arthur, the podcast about the PBS Kids show Arthur, and this is usually something that uh, our Patreon—what uh, uh, do we call them? <laughs> I keep getting kind of tongue-tied about the name. Like, I want to say patrons. I I guess it's patrons, but sometimes I want to say, like, Patreon subscribers, maybe? Anyway, if you're supporting us on Patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits, then this is what you will usually get on an off week like this. Unfortunately, Lucas and I weren't able to come together for a full recording of the show, and so for our patrons subscribers our patreon subscribers gosh I gotta figure something out um we usually do these things called filibusters where Lucas and I will kind of go off script a little bit and talk about something in our lives that we're doing so far it's been stuff like you know movies we've watched uh, events that we've been keeping up with like the World Cup and all this kind of stuff uh, into the summer and yeah just a little something for patreon patron. <laughs> Uh, to uh, fill their week with between Elwood City Limits episodes. But this, like I say, this week, oh, you can hear the crows outside because I'm keeping the window open because it is very warm over here in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Speaking of Halifax, Nova Scotia, that's what makes this week so special. Uh, I wanted to do this as uh, both, I didn't want to keep the main feed going too long without a new episode, and as a big thank you you listening to this episode, you deserve a thank you because more likely than not, you are the reason that Elwood City Limits has been nominated for a Best of Halifax Award for the year 2018. If you've been listening to some of our episodes in the last month or so, uh, we were kind of pushing to be nominated for this. It's uh, an aw- uh, a A ballot put on by a local newspaper that uh, both my co-host Lucas and I uh, enjoy, The Coast. And they do it every year, and it's through every aspect of living in Halifax, and that includes media. And we technically fall under media because we are a podcast that records in Halifax. We weren't necessarily expecting to get nominated. I think we tried in the first year, and the support was not there at that point. But this time around, we tried it again, and you... People, you lovely, lovely people, uh, gave us the nominations we need to be on the ballot, which really, uh, when all said and done, that's awesome itself. And so we want to say a big thank you. Um, now, well, now's the voting process. Uh, you go to bestofhalifax.com, look in the news, I believe it's the news slash media section, you know, something that kind of looks like that, and you'll find the best podcast category, and you can vote for us there until September the 15th. Now, I don't want to, I, I, I'm excited. I am very excited, but I also want to be realistic here, because we are up against some stiff competition, Uh, in this category. Halifax has a lot of really great podcasts. In fact, its most popular one uh, is uh, Sick Boy. Not to give them more uh, advertisement, goodness knows they don't need it. But uh, because they are a really terrific podcast and they are known not just throughout Halifax, but through Canada and through the whole world. So I want to be realistic about our chances, but while we're here, we may as well give it our best shot. So vote for us if you'd like. We would really appreciate it. And we'll see in September if Elwood City Limits uh, even makes the shortlist. There's a uh, there's the gold tier, which is where they give you a trophy of like you know best podcast 2018 that sort of thing. But there's also silver and bronze. So it would be really cool for us to even just make the shortlist. And so I can save that newspaper clipping uh that would be something really cool to have i mean hey gold would be awesome too but the fact that we're even here nominated is um <laughs> it's a little mind blowing for me uh you know it makes me emotional when i think about it about how 2 years ago when this started nobody was really listening outside of our you know personal friends and family and even then you know it's you know who among our Close relatives wants to uh, hear about Arthur every week but Lucas and I we kept going even though didn't seem like anybody was listening and then little by little turns out you were listening and now this is proof of that and I'm humbled I'm humbled Lucas is incredibly grateful as well and we want to say thank you and this is a small way to do that. Um, so we're making this filibuster free to all of our listeners. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this one, then you can, uh, go on over to Patreon and find all of the back episodes on there. Talking about stuff, like I said, the World Cup, Lucas talking about the summer anime season, I recently did a review of Star Wars The Last Jedi, and, uh, we're gonna give you one here today, too. I'm gonna be talking about a video game that I've been, uh, playing recently, something from, uh, my teenage years, and, uh... Um, kind of making my way back through that in preparation for something coming up. But let's go on over to Lucas first. Uh, without him, I must I must say this, without Lucas's pushing, we probably wouldn't have even made the attempt to get nominated in the Best of Halifax Awards. So a lot of the credit goes to him in this. And so let's take it over to Lucas now. He is going to tell you about his favorite YouTube channels. Uh, I like that idea, although if we were talking about my favorite YouTube channels, we'd be here for a long time. So let's, uh, excuse me, bring it over to Lucas, take it away.
1: Hey everybody, it's your buddy, your pal, Lucas Mancini here from Elwood City Limits with another filibuster. I've already lost count of the amount of filibusters we've recorded. But I'm here with that great, great content of which you crave. This time, talking about uh, some of my favorite YouTube channels uh, that you might not be familiar with. Some of my more uh, lesser known YouTube channels. Of course, I subscribe to some big ones like, I don't know, The Needle Drop, or just taking a look right now, uh, The Amazing World of Gumball, uh, you know, Pitchfork, some big names. Uh, but there's also some lesser-known YouTube channels that uh, deserve a little bit of love, uh, one of which being uh, Yoko Elf. Uh, Yoko Elf is this Brazilian guy who all he does is edit together uh, anime openings, and that's one of the things I like to watch and relax. That's kind of one of my ASMRs is just watching like anime opening after anime opening after anime opening, and he'll do ones where it's like a compilation of every anime the studio's ever produced in linear order. So they start with, like, an anime from the 60s, and then they show one from, like, 2018 at the end of the video. Or he'll be like, here's all the openings to every sports anime ever. So I really like that channel. Um, There are two MMA, uh, basically... What culture style, like countdown v- channels I like to follow. There's the MMA promo guy who only uploads every once in a while, but when they do, they do great top five MMA videos where they'll be like top five knockouts, top five this from this fight. Uh, and then there's another one called MMA on Point, which actually is. X, what culture guys, and they do a little bit longer 10 minute videos, and they'll be like, Oh, the top 10 champions of this weight class, or the top 10 failures, blah 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 blah. Um, moving on, we also have uh, so two. VR chat YouTube channels. I don't actually own a VR setup myself, so I have to live vicariously through youtubers Uh, the two ones I like are uh, Syramor. I'm not sure if I know how to pronounce that properly, but it's this guy. He's got a very low-key uh, cool editing style, and he'll basically have a whole video focused on one encounter he had in VR chat. He's got two that really blew up. One of him talking to this kid who uh, looks like an Undertale character, and he's sort of talking about his life in VR chat, uh, which is a pretty incredible video. But he's also got another one about this uh, little Korean pri- pigeon who's actually from South Korea, talking about his his military service. So. Uh, if it sounds crazy it's because it kind of is and so it's worth checking out another ones is a much bigger YouTube channel it's James key uh, now that I'm looking at it he's got over a million subscribers so I guess he's not that small uh, but James key is uh, uh, some guy from you know one of the uh, he's either from he's either Norwegian or Swedish or one of those countries and he plays VR chat and he plays it up He does that youtuber thing where he kind of laughs at everything and he, it, it's kind of more performative Which I'm not crazy about but it is one of the better VR chat uh, YouTube channels out there So it's good for that speaking of video games uh, the other two gaming YouTube channels I follow are Nitro rad everybody knows Nitro rad he made the Elwood City limits logo I'd go as far as to say he's friend of the podcast does amazing videos about RPG maker and platformer games as well as horror games during the October season um, and it's just top-notch stuff and here's a little self-plug here there's also the Mally stream which I am a part of from time to time you um, b- Gotta check out the Mali stream. It's me and my two friends, Josh and Dunn, and we'll stream video games. Uh, when we play online games, it's called a Mali League Gaming. When we play games very slowly and sort of take a more deep dive, that's a Mali slow run. Uh, right now, me and Josh, are we played through a bunch of Metal Slug games. We're playing through Alien Hominid. And then me, Josh, and Dunn all together are playing through uh, The Secret of Mana. I know Josh and Dunn are playing through Guard 2. And Josh by himself is playing through um, Sonic Adventure 1. And so there's tons of great content. I cannot stress enough. I know it's a self-plug, but check out the Mally stream. Uh, another... Uh, when I liked watching YouTube videos about sports or what have you... Uh get my backs basketball fix. I like looking at the videos at SB Nation. They have great historical sports videos uh, about like great rivalries or or great blunders, uh, uh, deep dives on specific moments. I love the way they edit their videos and put them together. They're great, like, little mini sports documentaries, basically. Really cool. I also love the content on The Ringer, Bill Simmons' website, and they post a lot of their videos to their YouTube channel, specifically the series NBA Desktop, which, even though they're on a hiatus for the summer, Um, Is pretty much my favorite, besides watching the actual games, is my favorite NBA-related thing on the internet. Uh, It's like a five-minute video where this guy basically checks Twitter and then reacts. I'm not doing a good job of selling it, but it's it's one of the more strange and esoteric series I've ever been seen about basketball. Uh, And it's got to be seen to be understood, really. So, uh, and finally... Uh, Again, not really a small YouTube channel, but one I love dearly is Red Letter Media. I usually can't stand YouTube film criticism, I don't know why, but so many of those guys like drive me up the wall, Uh, and Red Letter Media is one of the few that I find myself agreeing with. Uh, I really love their, um, especially their best of the worst videos where they spin the wheel and then watch whatever bad movie the wheel falls on. Uh, It's fantastic stuff. Uh, I cannot recommend it highly enough, so those are some of the more uh, smaller YouTube channels that I follow, of course the big ones are like Being the Elite, the wrestling show, Cinemassacre, Angry Video Game Nerd, you know that, Desus and Mero, even though they're uh, on hiatus right now. As well as Giant Bomb, Pitchfork. Those are the big guys. The Amazing World of Gumball. Love seeing those clips. UFC, of course. But uh, those are the big ones. But but those are some of the smaller YouTube channels I enjoy. So hope that gives you a little bit of more of a clear picture of what my YouTube front page is like for the Phil-a-Buster.
0: Thanks, Lucas. Uh, like I said before, I have a lot of. I'm on YouTube a lot, so I'm listing my favorite channels. Uh, I'll, I'll keep that in mind for maybe another time uh, but it would be it would it would take a while YouTube means a lot to me um, speaking of things that mean a lot to me video games that's kind of what I'm talking about today um, it's interesting when you get the chance to kind of play with something that you loved when you were younger that's a big part of uh, something that I feel like people of my age group you know as you get into your 20s especially nowadays you re-encounter Media that you that meant a lot to you when you were younger Uh, movies, music, TV, video games, and you kind of get to see it in a different way. There have been a lot of changing opinions as I've been growing older on a lot of different things, and uh, today is no different. So, recently. Uh, I've been getting rid of a lot of old video games and I took them to a local store and got a bunch of store credit and I decided, well, maybe now's a good time uh, to get this since it's, you know, essentially free uh, with my store credit. So I ended up picking up, okay, I'm gonna make sure that I get this name right. It's the two Kingdom Hearts re-releases and uh, the collections. Uh, But my goodness, the unwieldy, Names on these, I want to make sure that I get them right. Uh, essentially, I've been replaying through the first Kingdom Hearts game, which was uh, re not re- yeah kind of remixed. That's there. Uh, so it's the Kingdom Hearts one HD one point five remix is what I've been playing, which is part of the huge. Um, collection of all of them Uh, you know there's the 2.5 remix and then that's with all of all of the 3ds games and everything kingdom hearts if you're not aware is an action rpg unlike a turn-based rpg it's one where you like kind of control the character like in an adventure game but it has primarily role-playing elements uh, to a lot of its action and this one is unique in that it has uh kind of I I believe it's one of the character designers of the more recent Final Fantasy games as a director. And they use characters from Final Fantasy and characters from Disney movies and kind of put them into the same game. So essentially throughout the games, you're going through different Disney worlds. You're encountering Final Fantasy and Disney characters. And your character itself is... uh, Uh, Sora the character you play as is very much Final Fantasy inspired and there's little touches of Disney along the way as well so when I was a teenager that really appealed to me more so the Disney side I, I gotta be honest I'm not a huge Final Fantasy player uh, turn-based RPGs are really not my thing, but this was is much more along my sensibilities as a player. I really like action RPGs where the action is up to you, it's a lot faster, it's a lot more kinetic, and that's what appealed to me about Kingdom Hearts. Now, with the third game coming out very soon, my friends were quick to tell me that the best way to... Uh, revisit these or or kind of familiarize myself with the story is to get the collections because there's apparently a lot of story that goes on uh, beyond the two main games. There was Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 for the PlayStation 2 which I played back in the day and then there's umpteenth number of uh, 3DS and mobile games that I was not aware of uh, which are included in these collections so I'll be getting to those soon. Uh, so I've almost completed the first Kingdom Hearts game, which, again, I haven't played since I was probably a teenager, and it is a little bit of a situation where I'm playing Nostalgia Buster with something that at one time I'm sure I would have called... Uh, one of my favorite games of all time now I'm definitely gonna have to walk that back the thing that I keep thinking about as I'm playing through this game is that is how much how much better uh, the systems got between one and two Kingdom Hearts one and two what I mean by that is is that there are a lot of really great ideas uh, for gameplay in the Kingdom Hearts series like I said uh, since it's an action RPG you know you're fighting things yourself you're putting in the button commands all this sort of thing. Um, but it's still the first game, even going back to it here where it's remixed, uh, you know, kind of stuff is put in more, uh, high definition and there's like trophies now. since so it's on PlayStation four, but everything is still pretty slow. It's not exactly where you want it to be. Like I'm thinking of kingdom hearts two and how much faster everything got, how much more of like a bang, bang, bang sort of presentation it had. And uh, I really can't wait to replay that. And hopefully it holds up. Uh, but, uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts itself, I f- I'm finding myself actually getting frustrated with a lot more than I did when I was a teenager. A lot of stuff that I kind of was willing to let go of. Now I, uh, you know, I've played a few video games between then. So now I'm kind of less forgiving of its flaws. Uh, you know, there's a lot of worlds that you go to in the first game that honestly are like either boring or straight up not fun i had a lot of great memories of like oh halloween towns in this game i love the nightmare before christmas and then that was really bad like i was going through the whole thing with just like like the combat wasn't working there was like an overabundance of it uh the design of some levels is really flat like there are some levels that look really expansive and I will say this the Kingdom Hearts series is really great at creating a sense of scope it's like putting uh your l- relatively little character against these huge Disney villains and characters it can really seem good even in this first game but then there are some levels that just look like rooms like just rooms really it's like you go into wonderland and it's like well this is the wonderland room that you would go in if you were in disney world or something there's a, a kind of a a phoniness about it or a, i guess a limit uh, it's very limited in size and just kind of doesn't capture the imagination like say um later in the game when you're fighting the demon from fantasia the, the Night on Bald Mountain demon, and there's kind of like, you're basically in like a void, and there is a sense of scope there or when you're in the uh, Peter Pan's world and you go to the clock tower and you can see all around London. That's so cool. But unfortunately there are just as many worlds where it's like, it feels very enclosed and there's less of that sense of wonder. I'm hoping that, you know, as the game engine improved into two and especially what I've seen so far from kingdom hearts three, that, um, that that sense of scope really gets bigger and bigger as we go along. I gotta say, uh, uh, I'm not much for Final Fantasy, as I've said before. The stories never really interest me that much. And Kingdom Hearts, boy, oh boy, uh, you gotta. I, I don't want to cast aspersions. If you really enjoy the Kingdom Hearts games, especially for the story, uh that's that's fine. But it's it's very simplistic. I would say probably to a fault uh you know talking about hearts and darkness and all this kind of stuff it's just like well that may have worked for me as a, as a as a young boy as a teenager but unfortunately there's not much to it right now and i keep thinking about all the turns that are coming up in the games ahead and all of the story upon story and hopefully i can stick with it uh if not for the story itself then for the gameplay i hope the gameplay continues to improve because i keep seeing you know kingdom hearts 3 after e3 and it just seems really exciting, like, I've been waiting for this since I finished Kingdom Hearts 2, but then I find out, oh, you gotta play a bunch more games in order to really figure out the whole story, it's like, okay, well, I will do this legwork, because there is a part of me that is still very fond of parts of this series, but, you know, playing through the first game, that was Nostalgia Buster, big time, so uh, I hope that, there is something here that is still good. I have the whole collection. There's like two two discs here of every other game in the series practically. So I, I guess by the end of this, I'm going to be Kingdom Hearts out or hopefully, more hopefully, ready for the third game. So Kingdom Hearts 1, in a, in a way, it was a good start. And I look forward to playing more of these to find out if there's really something here for me what do you think of uh kingdom hearts and what are some of your favorite youtube channels this is where we would normally invite you to uh uh comment below on the patreon page but you can also since this is going on in the main feed send us an email uh that would be elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com i suppose i should do some of the plugs here too since uh uh, this is going out to everybody. Facebook.com slash Elwood city limits is our Facebook page at ECL podcast on Twitter. Uh, Elwood city limits. com, And you can find the show on Elwood city limits. Libsyn. L I B S Y N. Dot com. You can find us on Google play and you can find us on Apple podcasts. Let us know if there's anywhere else you would like to see us. Uh, somebody asked recently if we, if we are on YouTube and we're not right now. And, uh, I don't foresee us moving there anytime soon just because, uh, at least for me personally, as I understand it, uh, moving the podcast or at least putting the podcast up on YouTube would be another kind of I, I, I thing to do. I just don't think that I personally have the time. So the demand is not there uh, for us to move to YouTube. Uh, but if there is anywhere else that you would like to see us that you uh, like to consume podcasts from, please let us know and we will get there as soon as possible. Uh, Thank you again, everybody, for nominating us for the Best of Halifax Awards. That's bestofhalifax.com. And vote for us in the news slash media uh, section. And you can do that until September the 15th. So you've got plenty of time if you haven't already or if you – Need to want to tell other people about it. Tell a friend about Elwood City Limits. Now that we are officially featured on a website as a nominee, I'm sure we're going to get a few more listeners who are going to be like, "What the heck is this podcast all about?" Well, if you found us through the coast, or if you found us through anything, tell a friend about about us. You know, we talk about Arthur. That is true. That is the glue that holds us together. But as you've seen, there we we do. A lot more things than that. And even in a normal episode of Elwood City Limits, we talk about a lot of stuff. So go through the back catalog, see what looks good to you, and uh, send us uh, messages on any of our social media sites or on email. And with all hope, coming up very soon, hopefully next week, we will have for you the next full-length edition of Elwood City Limits. And we thank you for listening. Again, if you would like to hear the past filibuster episodes, all you have to do is go to Elwood City Oh my gosh. Patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits. All it takes is a dollar. You can pay what you want and get access to all of the Patreon exclusive stuff we will be putting up there in perpetuity. Really, we're we're not we don't do the Patreon for like the sweet bucks. We're not doing this to, you know, we're, we're not hoping to replace our jobs with this. If it really it's for if you want to say thanks to us, this is a way to do it. But really, if you nominated us for the Best of Halifax, if you got us here, then that's thanks enough. So don't feel like you ever have to pay. We put those uh, extra things in there as a little thank you, an extra thank you for people who have put down their hard-earned money, but uh, you don't never feel like you have to pay for this. We love you either way. My name is Will Young. This is an episode of Filibuster. It's the fourth one, actually, so there's three others you haven't heard uh, yet. Again, that's patreon.com slash elwoodcitylimits. And one more time, a big thank you from Lucas and I. And we will see you on the next edition of Elwood City Limits.